Hello everyone, welcome to the Bible for African People podcast, a podcast where we discuss the Bible, the church, and the African society. My name is James Junior Kuratin, a second year MDF student at Columbia Theological Seminary. Today, we have a special guest who have joined me in the studios from Yale Divinity School. Alfred Apia. Alfred Ho, an MDiv from Columbia Theological Seminary. He's a first year student at Yale Divinity School, studying his MA program in Hebrew Bible. Alfred, you're welcome. Thank you, James. I am excited to join you today. Of course, today we're going to talk about Hebrews 11, 1 to 7. Oh, I see. The fifth chapter of the Bible. Yes, Alfred, you are right. Okay, so uh, uh, who starts first? You? Yes, I will. Hebrews 11 is a remarkable Bible chapter, highlighting the power and significance of faith. The chapter defines faith when you look at the verse 1, and it provides examples of Old Testament figures demonstrating great faith in action. We see that these people, these individuals, had God's promises and trusted uh, the promises of God, even though they had to wait a long time to see them fulfilled. For example, Abraham never witnessed the, the nation that would come from his descendants. Yeah, but James, uh, before we go into details of the test, uh, who were the audience of this test? Yeah, uh, the the book's title, uh, Hebrews, indicates that it was written for a Jewish audience, all Hebrews. Uh, I believe these individuals had li- had likely uh, witnessed Jesus's uh, Jesus during his time on earth. Uh, and seeing evidence of his resurrection or experience some miraculous deeds. Uh, despite this, some had turned away uh, due to persecution, uh, while others had also turned away to the old mosaic laws and the sacrificial system. Uh, it is important or it is possible that uh, it was written to Jewish individuals who had been dispersed due to severe persecution of those who were scattered through the Roman Empire. When you read uh, Hebrews 13, 24, it is there. I think uh, it is vividly stated there. Uh, but this event was known as the, the dispersion of the Jews. And amid persecution, most of these Jewish, Jewish Christians uh, wanted to return to the old covenant. The author of Hebrews cautions that there is no possibility of reverting to the Old Testament or the Old Covenant now that Christ has arrived. Mm, Awesome, awesome. So, uh, what do you see in in this text, James? Uh, Can you take us through briefly? Chapter 11 addresses two critical questions. What is faith and how does faith act? Oh, okay. Can you talk about these questions individually? Yes, of course. Uh, I think it will be important for us to talk about. But before before that, 
let's briefly outline what is happening in this chapter since we will only cover up to uh, verse 7 in this episode following the introduction in verses 1 and 3 hebrews 11 is divided into two verses verses 4 to 16 and verses 17 to 40. each part begins with reference to an old testament figure whose sacrifice prefigures that of christ the common theme of both parts is god's promises of descendant and land to abraham overall the chapter highlights the connection between god's promises to abraham and the sacrifice of jesus in the old testament demonstrating the continuity of god's plan of salvation At the beginning of the chapter 11, the author of Hebrews introduced faith by stating that it is the substance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. However, this statement is not intended to define faith completely. Instead, the author highlights two fundamental aspects of a more comprehensive theological concept to introduce Old Testament renowned ancestors who exhibited faith and served as an example for new believers. The first critical aspect of faith is that it provides an assured foundation for what we hope for. So, uh, the substance of things hoped for, what does that mean, James? The term substance in the King James Version and in New King James Version translations, which is also translated as assurance in ESV, confidence in NIV, and the reality in NLT comes from the Greek word hypotasis. Oh, okay. This word conveys the notion of a firm foundation, the actual existence, the substantial nature and unwavering trust. One meaning of the term refers to a title, deed or a legal document that guarantees the right to possess a property. According to Morton and Milligan's vocabulary of the Greek New Testament, the phrase faith is the substance of things hoped for. Could also be translated as faith is the title deed of things hoped for. Marvin R. Vincent, on the other hand, suggests that the faith described in Hebrews 11 and 1 apprehends reality and is the firm grasp of faith on unseen facts. Vincent suggests that assurance gives a more accurate idea of faith. Mm. Mm, the, that's good. The, the cross faith is the substance of things hoped for describes a conviction that already takes custody here and now of what we hope for and what God has promised us in the future. This present-day ownership of things hoped for and promised in the faith in the future is an inner reality. Right now, amid a global pandemic, financial crisis, and social unrest, as our world seems to be falling apart, we can stand on the rock solid, unshakable promises of God's security, rest, 
peace, provision, mercy, grace, and salvation. His word can be trusted. We can fully believe the Lord's promises because they are real and are firm foundation for this life. Substance or assurance describes our inward response to God's trustworthiness. Amazing, James. I am fascinated uh, by the constant refrain, by faith this or by faith that. It begins from verse 2, that the elders obtain testimony by faith. The word presbyterios is where we get our word presbyterian. We are all presbyterian, right? A presbyterios is an elder person whose maturity and experience fit them for leadership. In this verse, a better translation would be ancestors because the author will speak of Abraham and other ancestors from the ancient Israel history. Oh, good. So that introduces us to the hall of faith. <laughs> you are right, James. I call it a tribute of faith. Oh, okay. Tell us more, Alfred. Sure, sure. But before that, notice that in verse 3, the author alludes to creation in Genesis 1. By faith, we understand that the universe has been formed by the word of God. Genesis uh, 1 verse 3a. In this context, the universe is a good translation for oinas because it includes all that is in both time and space. We know from Genesis that God said, let there be light. And there was light, right? In each instance, the word of God initiated the creative process or the creation process. So here, the key point is that faith is an element that made creation possible. Oh, okay. And how can we know that? How can we know that the universe was God created instead of the result of natural appearing cosmic events? We weren't present at the creation. We didn't see it happen. Yes, that, that is really... Uh great questions to ask uh, but we accept that it is god that is faith unlike some people who don't believe in the divine creation because there is no physical proof we believe because of faith remember we said faith is a substance of things hoped for so this is where it comes to play we were not there we, we did not see but we believe it that is what faith is about oh okay correct uh all right, take us through the hall of faith quickly. Great, James. So uh, we are looking at Hebrews 1, verse 1 to 7 in this episode. As we said, uh, I'll be very brief. This chapter is extensive, featuring 16 individuals who are specifically named, including Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, uh, Jacob, Joseph. It continues until Samson and uh, Samuel, and the list goes on, right? Through the unnamed right. prophet, right. the of faith. Right. One could spend a significant amount of time exploring the story of each character as they formed a kind of tribute or hall of fame or hall of faith, uh, as, as we talked about. Here, these people are seen as faithful saints. Verses 4 introduce the first example of faith, which is Abel. Abel was 
pointing forward in time through the sacrifice of the animal to the sacrifice fulfilled in the Lord Jesus Christ. John Calvin comments, the sacrifice of Abel was more acceptable than that of his brother only because it was sanctified by faith. It illustrated the tragic fact that sin demands sacrifice and the wages of sin is death. The name Abel means the breath of life. And although he was slain by his brother, Cain, the example of his faith still speaks to us. The author points out that Abel obeyed God, and that sacrifice was the way to come to God. Cain was not obedient, for he offered a bloodless and inferior sacrifice and was set aside by God. But Abel came offering a more acceptable offering. He was righteous, so here faith is obedience in coming before God. Very, very important. In the same way, in verse 5, the author introduces the second example of faith, this time Enoch. The name Enoch means dedication. His example shows us how we ought to live a dedicated life to God. His work of faith pleased God greatly. Indeed, his work with God was so close that God took him right to heaven. You can imagine how it might have been when one day God said to Enoch, well, you have walked in faith a long way with me. You are very nearly home. Come with me. And so he took him. Oh, yeah. Uh, in verse 6, uh, the author then asks a significant comment about faith and the objects of faith. Indeed, a point of principle concerning the nature of true faith. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he, he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. This statement emphasizes the central importance of faith in the Christian life. Yes, very, very good observation, James. And, and in fact, the third example uh, highlights that. That is the faith of Noah. Noah means rest and what a great salvation he brought from the Lord to his family whom he saved from the flood by his obedient faith. You will notice that he exercised his faith in a world that rejected his message. For hundreds of years, he was a preacher of righteousness. If you look at 2 Peter 2.5, that is clearly emphasized. Noah was meaning no convert outside his family. God commended him a man of faith, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, right. So, all of these ancestors gained approval through their faith, but did not receive what was promised because God had provided something better for us so that apart from us, they should not be made perfect. Hebrews 11, 39 to 40. Yeah, yeah. In other words, the, the, this hall of faith or this tribute of faith can include the present readers of this text, include us Christians and believers and people who are listening to this amazing podcast, if they also exercise the same faith and follow the good steps of these people. These people are like example for us. So God's plan for this ancestors still covers us. God needs men and women of faith to save our dying world, distracted by sin and greediness. Oh yeah, uh, Hebrews 12, 2 and 3 says, We need to fix our eyes on Jesus, 
the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of God. Consider him who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself, so you may not grow weary and lose heart. Mm, mm. Wow. So before we wrap up, James, uh, let me add that our test reveal four essential characteristics about faith. The first is faith is a forward-looking faith, right? Faith is a forward-looking faith. That is, uh, as the test suggests, it is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So it is something that is forward-looking. Secondly, faith is spiritually assuring, as we saw in the test that it is evidence of things not seen. The third important uh, characteristic of faith is that God approves and commends faith. The test is, for by faith, the elders gained good testimony. And finally, faith is tested by considering creation. God has tested faith by God's self. So the test affirms that by faith, we understand that the world were framed by the word of God. So that the things seen were not made of visible things. I hope that uh, we'll get a lot of time in our next episode so we can talk more and into details about these characteristics and look at the rest of the of the ancestors and how their faith speaks to us. Wow, awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, Alfred, for this engaging conversation. We hope that many will find our discussion helpful. In our next episodes, we will talk more about Abraham's faith and continue the second part of Hebrew 11. Thanks to everyone for joining us today. Blessings. Thank you. Thank you, James. Uh, I'm happy you invited me.